One podcast is all about the Three Musketeers, the thrilling historical adventure by 19th century French writer Alexander Dumas. Finally, a touch of class amid this audio wasteland of digital debauchery. Because if there's one thing all the most popular podcasts have in common, it's academic analysis of French literature. And now here are your swashbuckling ingenues, Jennifer Jamula and Alison Goldberg. everybody. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. This is Two Girls, One Podcast. Welcome. We're happy you are here. Allie and I are performers who performed internet material as a script in our live show Vlogologues for a lot of years. We then made a web series, Two Girls, One Show, interviewing people behind different internet posts that we found really interesting going on scripted adventures um, around their lives. And then eventually we made this podcast. We're making it right now, in fact, a Two Girls, One Podcast with The Daily Dot, in which we talk to people behind internet communities and phenomena. Welcome. Allie, how you doing? I'm pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. What's pretty good these days? <laughs> pretty good as I slept last night. These yes. days, that's what that means. Oh, cool. man. Right. Oh, uh, you feel like a new woman? If one per- more person tells me to try chamomile tea, I'm going to kill myself. Is that the recommendation you get most often? Everybody's like, have you tried tea? I'm like, no, I haven't fucking tried tea. <laughs> What's tea? <laughs> yeah. No, I, ap- I appreciate people trying to help, but like, oh, my God. People are like, have yeah. you tried exercise? Like, no, I didn't. I haven't tried exercise. Yeah. Have you tried closing your eyes, or <laughs> were you just laying down with the with the eyes open? That reminds that usually me. Helps me. <laughs> that reminds me of the Darwin Awards. You know that book came out yeah, a long yeah. time ago, sure. and there was one about this couple that they couldn't get pregnant, they couldn't get pregnant, and they went to the doctor and they were trying all this stuff, and then it turns out they'd only been having anal. <laughs> 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 they'd been putting it in the wrong hole. Like, yeah. like it turns out I just don't know how to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> like, I love that been, that's what that made I've you think been of. Yeah, <laughs> standing in a corner, <laughs> yeah. with my eyes open, wondering why I can't fall asleep. That's my I tried problem. laying down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start. This is gonna be a whole new, whole new year, new me kind of thing. I wonder if at some point, like somebody will just like knock you out. You know what I mean? Like if I can't sleep, and they'll just like knock you unconscious. I don't know. Why <laughs> no, I, was. I, I went on a date and I was like, you know what I need? I need a little chloroform. <laughs> <laughs> you were giving a suggestion. I was like, uh, we going back to your place? You got any chloroform? <laughs> <laughs> How many people do we think turned off the podcast already this, ep- this episode? Seven. If you're, st- no, if you're hanging the in there. Yeah. If they've tuned in for some of the other episodes. Yeah. You know, I mean, we um, already did Bad Dragon, which was yeah, you know fantasy sex toys, dragon dildos, <laughs> dragon dills. Uh, which, by the way, I think like we were talking uh, on a different podcast episode about sponsorships, et cetera, et cetera. I think we should definitely be doing just like subtle ads for Bad Dragon as though (laughs) it's just, you know, people are like, oh, I tried this new mascara. This isn't an endorsement. We should be like, oh, I tried this new dildo. (laughs) It was was an elf dick. (laughs) And like Bad Dragon's just footing the bill. Yeah, super graphic reviews to to really wholesome music. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of no, no, wholesome, not even music. Just like no. we, you just casually, like you and I talking about like these um, alien anal beads that we tried, you know? <laughs> yeah, and then it's yeah, like yeah. because but bad because dragon like, is paying us. It's like when when you do a Squarespace ad, it's like oh haha, ha, that was so good. So I was designing my website the other day, and uh, I found it so you easy. You are constantly to designing your website. Yeah. Uh, so just stop. So, give it a rest. Let it live. <laughs> <laughs> Just like out of nowhere, being oh, like, guys. So I, was I was stripping using a gargoyle. The elf dildo. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, yes, I said stripping. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that word out loud before. And I appreciated your use of stripping. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of fun words, guys, I'm trying to transition to tell them who our guest is today. I think that's a good transition right there. Musketeers. Musketeers. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about like the Mickey Mouse Club, but we are talking about Elon Musk super fans or people who are somehow tied into his community who uh, revere Elon Musk. Yeah, the heart of this podcast has been communities and this is a rabid community of Elon Musk fans and they call themselves Musketeers and I'm excited to know more. Yeah, so we're speaking with one woman today uh, who is quite the fan. Uh, Stay tuned and we'll tell you a little bit more about her. Such a good name. I know. I love a good portmanteau. Yeah. Well, that's why we named our show Blogologues, but then blogs stopped being a thing. But like when we first started the show, it made sense. If we started (laughs) doing it again, we'd have to name it something else. Right. 
You know what my favorite portmanteau is? What? Gold Jam. That's yeah, Allie's that's last name one. and my last name. We struggled with that one for a while. We were like, should we call ourselves Jamberg? Like, uh, no, Jamberg Gold- is the music label. Gold Jam is the workshop. <laughs> then what's Goldula? Goldula is our that's vampire. That's the name of my vagina. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Like, you you know that the 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 Elon Musk fan base is uh power, is strong and rabid. Um, but I've never heard this term before. Uh, until you. Guys oh, you haven't. It up. No. Yeah, Musketeers. So they're a thing. All right. <laughs> Let's. Now, are we gonna do trivia? I mean, if you want to. I mean, I never want to, but I want I want to get through it. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, I know that it has to be done, and Rip I just want to get it over with. I feel yeah. you. I feel you. Today's episode is about Elon Musk and his fandom. Today's trivia is about the man himself, Mr. Musk. According to Elon Musk's Reddit AMA from 2015, what daily habit has had the largest positive impact on his life. Oh, all these tech entrepreneurs just like, I wake up at 5 a.m. and that's why I'm so successful. Maybe I'm, I'm supposed s- to start just getting out of bed when I wake up at five, five four, three. Anyway, kill me, yeah. Um, I, I Yeah, I actually would agree with that one. I remember reading a book that was all about like the first thing you do sets, yeah, it sets the tone for the day. So let's say the habit is um, setting his alarm at night. Well, your actual choices are you guys are thinking along the right terms, so I will give you the real choices. Your actual choices are A, eating bananas, B, showering, or C, oh doing the New York Times crossword puzzle. Now, again, this is not Elon Musk lore. This was not something from an interview or a clip. This is literally Elon Musk himself responding to a Redditor asking him the question, what daily habit has had the most positive impact on your life and this was his answer which of those three Question new york times get... crossword puzzle is too logical like that is the thing yeah. that improves your brain but i feel like banana and a shower is just like you're a human you should shower and maybe have a banana before we <laughs> go through this whole rigmarole matt did he give a reason why and are you going to tell us that reason later um no. otherwise this is nonsense oh okay <laughs> I agree with you. (laughs) It is fucking nonsense. Also, if you don't shower, why don't you? Well, it's not about, it's about identifying is showering or eating a banana, did that have the most positive impact on your life? Yeah, because if you don't shower, people don't want to be near you. Yeah. So maybe that's the answer. I'm going to go with New York Times crossword puzzle. I'm going to go with banana just because I want to. Okay. Uh, Also, maybe other people shower at night. And he is really into his morning showers. Nevertheless, well, I, th- I think that's uh, stupid. C know, makes the most sense. Crosser puzzle. I'm sticking with banana. You're you're think you're, you're going down all these paths and you're thinking about it right. But I'm just you guys were the ones who were talking about morning habits. This is literally what daily habit has had the largest positive impact. Oh, on daily. Your life. daily. So maybe okay, okay. In case that but affects wait, your answer. But did he say? He just said shower. He just gave, he gave the answer in response to that exact question. You know what? I'm changing it up. He does not have time to do the whole crossword puzzle. He's a busy man. <laughs> I'm gonna go with banana. Know, it takes about thirty stupid. seconds to eat a banana. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. banana. Allie, you sticking with banana too? Yeah. How many times I gotta tell you I'm sticking with banana? Okay. Psh, if I had a nickel for every time she said that. I know. We will find out the correct answer after the break. And now a real advertisement entitled J O on Rails. Philly, from the internet's most popular J-O matchmaking platform, Craigslist. One age 25 to 70 guy to come over and uh, J-O in my model train room. Mutual touching and stuff, but nothing more than that. I'm not gay. It's all HO scale. Then, after you finish, you can stomp around and kick the trains and buildings like a monster. Don't break, they are my sons. We can do this until 4 a.m. or until we get tired. Also, I have lots of imitation crab meat in my freezer that I need to get rid of, so you can have a bunch when you leave. It's all perfectly good, we just got too much.
question. Yes. What is imitation crab meat? Like, what is that made of? Great question. I do not know the answer, oh, like but at its core, I think it is very often in a California roll. Maybe that's no, it just, is. It is. Yeah, that, that other is, yeah. kinds of fish that sort of, of have a consistency no. like crab, or is it like rice puree or some shit? Like, what is it? I'm gonna Google it. Stand by. Thank you. Stand by. Let's get some music. Imitation crab is made with a type of fish called surimi. Ew. Manufacturers <laughs> add fillers. That's unfortunate. Flavoring and color to mimic the taste, texture, and color of real crab life. Wow. All right. So it's just cheaper imitation crab. Fish. Got it. Crab. Okay. Cool. Do you guys remember when they used to dye the ginger that you get with sushi like bright orange? That used to be a thing. <laughs> okay. Wait, orange? Yeah, like the ginger with sushi would always be dyed a really bright orange color when I was growing up and we'd get sushi. And then they kind of stopped doing that. Is that what they were doing in Pennsylvania? I think it was just <laughs> like that thing about like, oh, you don't know what Japanese food is. Like we're going to like they were just I don't know, like people just they're just fucking with you. Yeah. They're fucking with us. Yeah. I don't know who they are. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case. And I grew up in Maryland. I was only a hop, skip, and a jump away, but sure. our ginger looked normal over there. Okay. Yours right. was like toxic waste ginger in Maryland. Yo, 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 yo. If anybody. Don't ginger shame. Oh, okay. I am. I'm ginger shaming. Let's get into the interview. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I feel pretty good, but what about trivia? Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, God. Okay. Which I hate to remind everyone of, but I want to know if the answer is banana. <laughs> <laughs> Today's trivia question is about the man, the myth, the legend, Elon Musk. He did a Reddit AMA in 2015, and one Redditor asked, what daily habit has had the largest positive impact on your life, Mr. Musk? And he answered very succinctly, was it A, eating bananas, B, showering, or C, doing the New York Times crossword puzzle? You guys both chose A with some deliberation. We're sticking together. Maybe yeah. he said showering just as like a joke. I don't think he tells jokes. I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> but I said it, like the crossword puzzle would take too much time. Showering maybe to get his his mind to get like get some thoughts, some good shower just, thoughts. But that's like that's not a tip. You know what I mean? I shower. Like, okay, most people shower. Yeah, but so they were saying like, what's the one habit? It's not but like also, a tip. A lot of people eat bananas. I don't really think that's much of a tip either. All right, the crossword well, puzzle's too obvious. So that your actually is, is good none? for your brain. No, my answer is banana. We're going with banana. What it's is the it? funnest. <laughs> the correct answer is be showering. What? And he did not give an explanation. Nope, just said showering. I'm out. I'm no longer participating. You're done? Yeah, I'm good. Going to the towel. Yeah, shower towel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Shower jokes. Uh, uh, I think you must have been uh, kidding. Just like showering. I, know, just, like, didn't I, I feel read like it answering. as, well, no, I read it as like a partial joke, but a partial like the question was, what daily habit has had the most positive impact on your life? And if you really break it down, Daily hygiene is probably the thing that keeps us healthy and and keeps us functional. I'm not participating in this conversation. And it's a true statement. He's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, and also, you're a tech billionaire who ha- who runs 17 companies. Yeah, the someone probably showers him. Is for the only him. thing. Well, maybe, but like, what's the one actual thing you do every day? I mean, hey, this guy must do a thousand billion things a day that are all over the place. Uh, showering is probably the only daily habit he has. I'm gonna I'm gonna say gonna, I, I like the answer. I'm gonna guess that he sleeps. I I, I don't know. Eats, perhaps, eats, perhaps. Eats some I hope food. he brushes his teeth. I hope there's some teeth brushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. I'm right, gonna well, go eat a banana. Let's... I actually haven't showered yet today, so you're gonna have a banana. <laughs> well, let's find out some more about this man of mystery who might or might not brush his teeth. Uh, we're really excited to have with us right now Paula Mellon, who is a musketeer. Welcome, Paula. Thank you, Jen. I sure am. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. So maybe you can elaborate a little bit. We would love to hear, first of all, what your definition of a musketeer is, and then also what your personal journey to becoming a musketeer has been. Sure. Uh, well, I think my definition of a musketeer is somebody who's a diehard Elon Musk fan, um, somebody who obviously follows um, his Twitter feed because um, that's where you get all the first-hand information. I, I, I always refer to it as getting it from the horse's mouth. Um, and then, obviously, um, you know, as a musketeer, you 
you defend you defend Elon Musk to the hilt as well. Nobody can ever say a bad word about him. Um, <laughs> and uh, how I actually came across Elon Musk and uh, started following him is when I relocated to the USA in 2013. I started seeing some Tesla cars on the road and I started researching Tesla because I was going into the sustainability field and came across a couple of articles then on Elon Musk. And um, then I did some more research about the man and came across um, the Elon Musk fan club page, which is on LinkedIn, and became an avid and loyal, loyal um, member of the group. And that was in 2013. And um, I think because I was such an active member of the group, um, they reached out to me in 2014 and asked if I would uh, help manage the, the group. So that's where the journey all started. And what is it about him you know, because he's a tech CEO, so he's an unlikely celebrity. But what do you think it is about him that makes people such fans that, you know, you guys have this term coined for yourself, musketeers, and there are these groups dedicated to him? What is it about him? I think, you know, it's definitely his altruistic uh, personality. Um, and also the fact that uh, he has this admirable and diehard pursuit of making this world a better place. If you speak to everybody who's like an Elon Musk fan and those who follow him, um, that's definitely what stands out the most about him. I mean, he is just, he's probably, I mean, I would refer to him as, as a giant. You know, we all look at those who have gone before us, like uh, um, the Newtons and the Einsteins. But I mean, Elon Musk is definitely one of those giants that lives am among us. And I think that we can all say that we live in very interesting times because of him. Um, he wears his heart on his sleeve in all his interviews. He's just such a genuine, sincere person. He's, it doesn't, you know, I, I, I've, I've heard that he never really prepares for any of his presentations. So he's just totally organic all the time. It's, he's authentic, he's organic, he's just, he's just so human. What, what has he done that makes you believe that he's altruistic and cares about the world? Um, well, definitely, you know, if you go back to, gosh, when was it? Um, he talks about, I think it was 2008, when, you know, that was his do or die year. I mean, um, you know, it, it was either Tesla was going to get that loan that they applied for. And then also he put in his last amount of money into his final um, flight with SpaceX. And uh, I think it was on Christmas day. He said that he got a phone call from NASA to say that he got the contract. And, uh, and then, you know, he also got the loan for Tesla, but um, honestly, it was, it was, that was probably the worst year for him, but it's, you know, I would definitely say that it's, it's because he puts absolutely everything into his businesses and his ideals and, and his pursuits. I've, I've, I've never come across a CEO who he ever goes those, those lengths and miles, who, whoever puts their, all their earnings, every single dime into uh, what they're pursuing. Tell us a little bit more about the, the fan club, this group that you're a part of and now managing, um, Tell us more about like who who is in it. Is this a worldwide phenomenon? <laughs> how many oh, people? How large okay. is it? <laughs> yeah. okay. um, well, I know that uh, Atul Veer, he's the founder and CEO of Humanize Labs. Um, I believe he lives in India, and he was the one that's actually started the group. Um, when I joined in 2013, I think that there was there was really just a handful of us. Um, you know, back then it was a small group, and it was very very intimate. Um, there were a lot of us that were online a lot of the time. There were a lot of questions back and forth. We would collaborate. We would brainstorm uh, certain questions and, you know, why do you, why do we think they're doing this or that? And, you know, we would, uh, we would, uh, we would all collaborate and come up with all the, the reasons and the, the solutions. And then in 2016, um, you know, after I'd been managing it for about two years, we noticed um, a huge spike in the amount of people that were joining. And that's when we actually um, reached out to um, who's become my best friend in Canada, Ray Sacho, who's a techno technology edit, uh, educator and freelance writer. And we asked him to manage the group as well. So, I mean, it started out as a really small group of 100-odd people 
it's now grown to over 30, 33,000. Um, wow. And, you know, back then in 2013, 2014, we were only getting, let's say, maybe 10 to 20 requests a day. Um, but what we've noticed in the last two years is that there's, there's about 200 to 600 requests a day. It's, it's absolutely overwhelming. Um, the three of us are, are battling to actually cope and, and get everybody joined. And, you know, obviously it's, it's now such a large group. It, it, you know, it's, um, it's, lost, it's lost its intimacy, I would say, because a lot of people post everything. So you've got you've to really juggle through everything. But, I mean, I, I would probably say that 2016 is maybe the year where Elon Musk became a real um, household name globally. What what were the events in 2016 that led to that? Well, I guess it's probably, you know, a lot of his successes. I mean, look at SpaceX, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, his his rockets that are able to, he a, he's able to launch and relaunch, you know, and, and land them. I mean, nobody's ever been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tesla, I mean, look at all the products he's rolled out. Um, his unveilings of um, his new products are also just so um, so interactive and they stream them and a lot of people, you know, those who attend um, in person, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of social media around that. Um, I think his Twitter, his Twitter account is, you know, obviously um, very much out there. There's, he's got so many followers but I think I think it's definitely a lot of his successes um and you know obviously because of his successes and what he's been doing you know the press so I mean every single tweet you know there's there's how many press articles written about him you know so (laughs) I think I I think it's got a lot to do with that yeah I mean just the (laughs) fact that you said that he must obviously be aware of the impact that he makes on people with the you know the how he portrays himself is he aware of the musketeers and has he had any response to all of you Um, I, I don't know, actually, you know, I mean, I haven't met him in person. Um, I haven't yet found out whether, um, he knows about us. Um, so that I, I, I can't answer. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm on his Twitter account. Um, I've, I've, uh, I follow him and I've, I've tweeted uh, and liked a lot of his comments and that I don't want to stalk the guy and become a creep, you know, but, um, <laughs> cause some, some of my friends say, Oh my God, you're like a stalker. You know, I'm like, no, I'm just a huge fan of his, you know, I got a, I got a girl crush. And then a lot of my male friends have got man crushes on him, you know, in the whole world, I guess we can all say that we've got crushes <laughs> on the man. But, uh, yeah, I'm not too sure. I mean, I, I would love to meet him. I've, I've got pretty close uh, to, uh, to him on a couple of um, unveiling um, events that I've been to. And I've been to a shareholders meeting as well where um, I used my elbows to uh, <laughs> get right to the front row and I sat right in the middle. And um, so I've come very close to him but not been able to touch him uh, <laughs> quite yet. <laughs> Oh. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> <I hope. laughs> so you mentioned that musketeers defend him forever. What about some of his, you know, kind of public fuck ups? <laughs> what oh. do you guys have to say about that? Oh my god! Because I, I mean, mean, he's still human. Like he's allowed to fuck up, right? But the reputation is that musketeers will defend him no matter what, and it's actually, it's what you mentioned earlier as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's. I, I think. I think that, you know, with a lot of CEOs who become super successful like him and, you know, he's being portrayed as a billionaire. So, you know, you'll, you'll have those out in the world who, I don't know, there's always the stigma attached to billionaires. Um, and unfortunately, you know, poor uh, billionaires, uh, (laughs) you know, I mean, I don't know, you know, love them or, or don't it's, you know, I, I just think that Elon Musk is definitely, he's, he's a, he's a need in this world, you know, definite need. There's other billionaires out there that are pursuing other interests and innovations that I don't think that typically this world really needs, but he's definitely a need. And I, you know, I think that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of envy. I think there's a lot of jealousy, um, those there's, there's some out there who think that, Oh, what, um, he's trying to uh, come across as the savior of the universe. And, um, I mean, uh, 
you know, it's just, it's just really sad to see that because sometimes he'll really do things out of the goodness of his heart. And, you know, he gets, uh, he gets um, thumped and pummeled and abused um, in the media. And, and I think that it's just, it's, it's horrible. You know, when somebody's trying to do such good in the world, why don't you praise them, you know? Um, and because if you look at everything that he's ever undertaken or whenever he's turned, you know, most people will, will reach out to him and, and say, look, we need your help. And he'll say, sure. And he'll drop everything to help them. Look at, you know, the, that, that Thailand, uh, um, the, you know, the, the kids soccer, yeah. soccer team that he went to go and, um, and help. And, and then he gets, you know, um, portrayed as the bad guy. I'm like, what? I mean, he said that he was going to help and, uh, he broke, uh, he broke all records to, to turn it around and, and get the stuff there, flew him, flew himself and his team over there. And, uh, I mean, look at all the businesses he's got to run. I mean, what CEO would actually do that? But what about scandals like his, uh, the SEC, SEC debacle and him, you know, his $20 million fine? <laughs> well, that was a bit embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've got to admit that was a, I, I did have a head scratching moment when I, when I read about that, okay. I was like, Oh, Elon, you know, and I, Oh man, you know, get it together. Uh, yeah. It's like, Oh man, what, what is, I, I guess, it, I guess the only thing I can think of is that, you know, the poor man was under huge pressure to, um, to reach the production numbers for the model three, you know, it is their, their mass market, uh, vehicle. So there was a lot of pressure for that. And, you know, he was sleeping at the factory on the floor. Um, I believe it was on the couch and the couch wasn't too comfortable. So he landed up sleeping on the floor. And, you know, I, I think, you know, let's be, let's be human and give him, uh, a little bit of, um, you know, leeway with regards to that. But I think somebody who is putting in the amount of hours and dedication and devotion that he does, um, I think that he can, you know, we can, uh, we can forgive him, him for slack. those slights. Yeah. It's like, come on, mm. you know, really? I mean, okay. He tweets and, you know, maybe, maybe he should have thought about that before he pushed the go button. You know? mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> on Twitter have quite the reputation for defending them. And I was reading an article that said that he is very well aware of his musketeers and will, um, I don't, I don't want to say use them cause that's not what I'm, what I mean, but yeah. that he, he knows that they'll defend him on Twitter and will kind of leave it up to them sometimes. Um, do you think that's true? Do you participate in the, in his, I mean, you, you were saying like following him on Twitter is like number one for a musketeer. What do you think about the, his, the Twitter musketeers. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I mean, I have, I have read their defenses and I don't think that any of them are really out of line. I mean, as mm-hmm. far as I can tell a lot of them, um, and even those, you know, the shareholders and the tester fans that I've met in person are, are, um, you know, they, they very, very professional and intelligent people. Um, they might badger a bit, but I don't think that they badger out of kilt. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of badgering on social media and what, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that the musketeers are are out of line or let's let, let's let's say you know sometimes you'll meet uh, badgerers that can, can come across as hooligans, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. think that the musketeers can be called hooligans uh, for any stretch of the imagination. I think that they're very professional about their responses. I think that they are always well thought out. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of them are, are, are a lot of the responses are, are well-founded, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. What are the other forums that Musketeers hang out on? Uh, well, I mean, there's there's uh, Elon Musk uh, fan club pages on, on Google Hangouts, um, there's on Facebook. Um, uh, there's a couple on uh, LinkedIn. You know, since our group has has grown, I mean, there's there's other Elon Musk uh, pages that have uh, der- there's derivatives from ours. Um, so I mean, there's there's just a since 2016. I just think that you know Elon Musk, just the name and the brand is just like man, it's just exploded into the multiverse mm. as we call it. You know, not just the universe, the multiverse. <laughs> Because he's going to take us beyond the universe. That's right. (laughs) How much time do you think you spend in um, the Elon Musk forums and managing the page per week? Uh, Gosh. Um, Well, I mean, I have notifications at... uh, 
on my phone. So every time he tweets, um, I always read it. It doesn't matter. Well, you know, if I'm in a business meeting, obviously I'm not going to look at my phone, but the moment that business meetings finished, that's the first thing I look at is, okay, what's he tweeting about now? And then I'll go into it and I'll start reading, you know, the responses or if he's responded to a previous response, okay, what's the whole uh, trail going on here? Where did it originate? Where's it leading to, you know? And then sometimes, you know, when, when there's press releases, um, and on a, on a specific topic that um, he's spoken about or, um, you know, stated on Twitter, then I'll start reading them. Um, but a lot of them, um, you know, are, mis are totally misleading. I think that, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the news and press today is more about speculation than, than fact. So one's got to be careful, you know, but I mean, hey, you know, um, I guess, when it comes to technology and uh, the web, it's all about um, influencing. So, you know, it, uh, and that's where I've learned to be very, very careful is, you know, you can't, you can't always think that what you, what you read and what you hear is necessarily the truth. Uh, you really got to dig a, a lot more. So it, it is time consuming when it comes to that, because, you know, if I go onto LinkedIn, or onto any social media site, I got to make sure that I qualify what I say before I say it. Otherwise I've seen on even, even on my own Facebook page, um, friends who are very close to me, you know, they'll attack me. So it becomes hugely uh, time consuming, you know, because you, you post something and then you've got all these questions because, you know, mo most people don't read. So you got to qualify and you got to, you know, answer and, and then they come back with things and, you know, so yeah, as a musketeer, it's uh, it's not just Elon Musk that uh, gets pummeled. We feel like we get pummeled too, just for uh, following and uh, supporting mm -hmm. him. <laughs> have you ever arranged a real life meetup of a large group of musketeers? I have not a large group, but um, mm -hmm. you know, those who I've met on the Elon Musk fan club page, um, there's a good handful of us. Uh, right in the beginning, when I started managing um, managing it. Uh, there's uh, Joe, um, and he's in Arizona, and and he actually arranged a holiday um, down to San Diego when I when I used to live there, and we met in person. Um, and then there's Ray from Canada who came out in 2016 for um, a conference in Anaheim, and I met him in person. You know, so him and I have been great friends. Um, for a number of years now and we'll Skype or, you know, we'll have a video call. We constantly on Facebook messenger and, you know, on LinkedIn as well. And we met in person and, and when he came out, I actually arranged a surprise Tesla test drive for him. Oh, cute. He'd never <laughs> been in a test and never seen one, you know, obviously in Canada, there was that delay and, uh, the Saturday afternoon picked him up and I said, Hey Ray, do you have your, um, driver's license on you and your passport? And he said, hell yeah. And he looked at me kind of like, well, where are you taking me kiddo? You know? And, um, <laughs> off we went to, uh, Buna Park Tesla dealership and, uh, I'd already prearranged it. Um, and we walked in and, you know, he looked around and then all of a sudden we were sitting in the one model S and, uh, um, uh, Connie came around and, and said, Hey Ray, you must be Paula's friend from Canada. And Ray was like, how do you know me? And he was like, well, I've been speaking to Paula and welcome, you know, and we took him off and he was able to, um, get a test drive in a P 100 D. Um, he was able to, um, experience that insane mode. Um, you know, the autonomous driving as well. He was totally blown away. I had his brother email me and friends to say, Paula, thank you so much for arranging that for him. He cannot stop talking about it. I got him a Tesla t-shirt, a cap, <laughs> you know, I mean, man, you know, he, he went back with all the swagger and everything. And it was just amazing. You know, it's just, and even, you know, on, on LinkedIn, since I became the, the manager there, it was even the Tesla LA club that um, reached out and um, I've been a Tesla LA club member and I don't even own a Tesla. I've got one on, um, I've, I've got a reservation on the, the model three, but I'm waiting for the $35,000 one that, you know, the, the 220 mile battery, um, range one to be released. And, um, you know, even the Tesla LA club, you know, all of those guys that I've met, it's, um, you know, they're like, Oh, Paula 
you know, manages the Elon Musk fan club page. So welcome. And they're like, you don't even drive a Tesla. Hey, that's not fair. We all drive a Tesla. We all own a Tesla or whatever. And um, even those, you know, those functions that I go to, the interesting stories that I've heard from, from them about the original Tesla days, like when the first Roadster was released and how those guys actually came about um, ordering theirs um, and, uh, you know, how they shareholders and diehard supporters of Elon Musk. It's, I mean, I mean, the stories I have are, are absolutely, it's just mind blowing, you know? So, I mean, those guys I've met, so, you know, there's a handful on the, on the LinkedIn page and, um, even from the Tesla LA club that I've, that I've met. So we've spoken a lot about Tesla. What do you think about the boring company? And he's also got Neuralink and are you going to live on Mars? (laughs) (laughs) All of those. Well, the boring company, I think that that's absolutely fantastic. Um, I mean, building the underground tunnels, um, the congestion here in LA, I mean, I've experienced it myself. Um, I think that that's, that's absolutely a fantastic idea of his. Um, I think, you know, with regards to the boring company, you know, that some of us think that eventually, and even with the, um, with Tesla cars going autonomous, we eventually think that there's probably going to be no need for garages anymore. So we're going to save space um, on that. And I think uh, parking as well, because, you know, the Tesla cars are going to have like this fleet of autonomous cars that are just going to be circling all the time. And you'll be able to uh, earn a passive income from that because you'll be able to rent out your Tesla car. I mean, if it's constantly, you know, let's say it's going and then obviously it's going to stop and charge. But if you think about, we, we, we discuss, you know, um, owning a car, majority of the time it's actually parked, right? You, you don't, you, you're not always in your car. You use it from A mm-hmm. to B or majority, you know, when you go to sleep in the evening, it's parked in your garage. So it's, it's an, it's a, it's an item that you hardly ever use. Whereas a, a tester with the autonomous capabilities is going to be something that's going to be in constant use. So that's, fantastic the autonomous mode is even more brilliant because you're never going to have that rubbernecking happening um i think that it's definitely going to cure congestion traffic congestion as well and also you know the fact that um machines are constantly learning so the tesla cars are always going to be learning from the mistakes whereas you know right now when you drive a car it's human mistakes right and so if i make a mistake it doesn't mean that you or jen or matt are are going to learn from my mistake you're not but when you've got teslas that are all plugged in and they're all learning from the same mistakes there's you know less less errors that are likely to happen so less fatalities on the roads i think that that's absolutely brilliant um, and then when it comes to uh, Neuralink, um, well, I mean, you know, I think definitely since, you know, we've had personal computers and even now smartphones and everybody's, I mean, you know, I often, I'll go into a restaurant or I'll be waiting at a an airport terminal to catch a flight and I'm constantly scanning my surroundings of how many people are heads down looking at their phone. And it's all, yes. it's always <laughs> about 80 to 90% of people. We are like, like Elon Musk said, we cyborgs, you know, we connected to our devices. So, I mean, neural link, it's just, you know, one step closer instead of holding it um, and occupying your hands. I mean, you're just going to have this chip built inside of you. Hello. You know, I think, I think that if, if we can make ourselves more intelligent Um, I don't see uh, any disadvantage uh, from that perspective. But I will say this. um, I do think that when it comes to AI, which they are now calling, they're referring to um, the fourth industrial revolution, um, I think that it's definitely something where they're going to, they're going to have to regulate it. And those who regulate it are going to be, are going to have to be those who understand it the most. I would be safe to say that, you know, put Elon Musk on that uh, regulation panel, honestly, you know, put the engineers, the innovators, the smart, the smart dudes and make them the regulation team because we're going to need that, you know, because otherwise, I mean, you know, who's to say what could happen? Um, you could teach Wait, AI but anything. Wait, don't you think we maybe, don't we maybe need an independent party to regulate AI? 
Like, I just want a team of, like, philosophers and ethicists to regulate AI. Mm. I don't want any tech bros on it. No tech <laughs> bros on that team. Especially, honestly, like, I'm living in San Francisco, and mo- most of the tech bros, they don't have social skills, so I don't want them deciding the fate of AI. Uh, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, the tech bros and all of that, they might be, they might not be the most socialistic, and they might be a little bit awkward when it comes to but i think that deep down inside they're the ones that really care um the most um and they know what they're doing so i i would i would i would i would say look i mean we can have independent there's um independent uh, panels and whatever you've got government to regulate uh, you know other small government agencies or whatever but um yeah there's definitely going to have to be uh, regulation when it comes to ai for sure. Let's get some ladies uh, regulating it too. I'm just going to throw I, that out I, there. I think, I think so too, because, you know, um, okay. if you look at ladies, I mean, we've got that, we, we, we built in with that uh, nurturing aspect, right? <laughs> sure. Not me, but. I don't know. Okay, wait, so are you going to live on Mars if Elon starts colonizing Mars? Are you going to go live on it? Do you think the musketeers will be first to go to Mars? I would love to. I've often joked around, but I, I don't mean it in a joking way. But honestly, I mean, my whole life I've taken on difficult challenges I don't know maybe I'm just totally mad or crazy but I always go for the most difficult thing because the easy thing is boring and um so I'm like man let's go let's go to Mars and tear it up you know it it needs to be terraformed so uh let's go there I mean with me and my sunny disposition just send me over there and I'll create this automatic biosphere for him you know (laughs) I just think it's good I, I mean I honestly I think that you know um I've spoken to a lot of scientists and, um, you know, those who are all for, why don't we just stick around and save planet earth? Cause this is where we live. Right. You know, but who knows? I mean, it's, it's not to say that, uh, there haven't been previous extinctions. We, we, we know that those events have happened. Um, so what's to say that, we're not going to become extinct, you know, a meteor, uh, could hit planet earth and, you know, um, wipe out the sun or whatever, and and uh, we'll be a dying species. And then and then what? Then great. You know, after, after all we've learned, where's that going to go? You know, it's like uh, the Egyptians who built the pyramids. You know, they even today. I mean, everybody debates how how did they build them? I mean, how do we not know that? Um, mm-hmm. Where did that information disappear? You know, um, so I think that you know, going off to another planet and uh, colonizing it as a as a form of uh, as a backup, I think, is a brilliant idea. And all kudos to Elon Musk. And did you say you work in sustainability? You know, um, I was, but uh, uh, the last two years they ran out of funding because. Um, oh. Yeah, oh, the Department God. of Energy kind of. I think. I think. Uh, didn't we hear Trump turn around and say that uh, there's clean coal, and so mm-hmm. um, yeah, so renewables took a, a back seat. So um, my working sustainability was halted because of that. That's upsetting. This really know, took a turn yeah. with like Earth being eliminated <laughs> by a meteor, yeah. and then. <laughs> Clean coal. So, yeah, okay. So maybe you can do your sustainability work on Mars. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We've learned a lot from planet Earth, you know, so we've uh, uh, hopefully um, a lot of us have learned from uh, the mistakes of planet Earth. So uh, we won't be going repeating them on planet Mars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we'll repeat them. Yeah. We will make yeah. the same mistakes. Oh, human nature. We never lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to know, as we wrap up, what are the things that we can learn from the Musketeer community and from Elon Musk? Uh, what you can learn from the Elon Musk community, uh, the Musketeers. Um, I think that it's it's obviously we all stand true to um, what Elon Musk pursues. Um, and that's to make the world a better place um, and to help our fellow human beings. So I think that it's, you know, that's the, the social um, maven uh, philosophy. Um, and I don't, think that the, I don't think that there's anything wrong in helping others. I think that there's also the kindness aspect. A lot of us feel that, you know, it's better to be kind um, to your fellow human being than not help them in times of need. And I think that, you know, tragedy always brings us closer, but why should we wait for tragedy to happen? Um, we should all try and uh, pursue um, our 
goals of being better human beings and um, uh, better, kinder, nicer, um, play nicer. And um, I think that uh, all of the pursuits of Elon Musk, uh, I don't think that there's any of them that I would say are um, untoward or evil. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the Musketeers, obviously, on we we on Twitter, we we on LinkedIn. Um, there's a lot of our, our groups around there, and I, I think that we open that platform to to everybody there who wants to learn a lot more um, and add a lot more value to this this world where they can help, how they can be better human beings, how you can help and and, and make this a better a better place. Um, the whole sust sustainability um, push is also a great one. Um, and then your last question, sorry, what was that? Oh, well, we can learn from him as well. But I think you, I think you answered. Yeah. I think you answered everything. Yeah, there's just so much to learn from him. What can't we learn from him? You know, maybe, maybe <laughs> don't, uh, don't tweet uh, when you get up uh, too early in the morning, or you know, and you haven't had enough sleep. Maybe, maybe think about it before you actually tweet. Maybe mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of public figures who could learn from that. Yeah. Well, you heard it here, everyone. Don't be an asshole. That's what we've learned today. And I support this message. I'm in. Me too. Thank you so much, Paul. It was a pleasure. Yes, and thank you so much. Thank you, Matt. Thank Thanks, you Jane. for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you. It's just so fascinating to me that there's no being a little fan of Elon Musk. You got to go all the way. Well, I think if you're a little fan, you just don't call yourself a musketeer. That's and you don't true. talk about it. You're probably like, yeah, I like, I like Tesla. I like what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Um, but the fact that this uh, like more rabid community, don't mean that in a negative way, but people who really, really like him and go all the way is so large. Well, like, it's just interesting because it's yeah. like he's a tech CEO and he has the kind of fan base that like celebrities often have. That's what right? I was thinking too. Yeah. 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 Like you could be an Apple fan and love the products. And I think Steve Jobs had this cult of personality that Elon has, but people weren't, people didn't, like, I don't know, I could be wrong. Some, a, f a handful of people were obsessed with every single thing that Steve Jobs said, and I get it, um, but it was no, more about the company. this feels different and stronger. This is different, yeah. it's different, I agree. And it's like him, yeah. And he does some crazy shit. Yeah, Wasn't he does he do some crazy high in an interview or a couple interviews? Yeah. I mean, look, I'm down. Get high in the interview. <laughs> Sounds like a great day. <laughs> were you high during that interview, Alex? <laughs> I'm high during every interview. No, okay, guys, I, I can't wait to start doing drugs recreationally again. Wait, I've why only did been you doing stop? them for What's... insomnia. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Yeah, just for fun. So, like, if I'm taking drugs to sleep, I'm not going to take other drugs because that's just yeah. two drugs on drugs. Standards. But like, I yeah. can't wait to start to do them again recreationally. <laughs> anyway, Elon Musk. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, she was, she was like, you know, I, I was glad that when we talked about the SEC thing, she was like, yeah, don't do that. You know what I mean? But, but some of the fans, like they are like, Die Hard. Everything he does is wonderful, and no one can ever say anything bad. It's um, it's the halo effect. Mm. It's like uh, you, everything that people will like focus on if they do one good thing, that everything that they do is good. Mm. Um, that you can do no wrong at a certain point. But he hasn't done anything too bad, right? Is that just well, me? that's what I'm. That's <laughs> what I keep coming back to. It's like yeah. I, I'm not a super fan, but I, the, as I did a little bit more research for the episode and did a little reading, I'm kind of looking around. It's like. In the world of fucked up CEOs who do fucked up things and like ruin this world, like he's well, a good so dude. He, he like tweeted and smoked pot. Like okay, like who fucking cares? Who has it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's just like us. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's pretty relatable. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely, you could argue there's a lot of tech CEOs that have done way worse things. Like that time Zuckerberg broke democracy. Just, do you guys sure. remember that? We, uh, we remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was that thing that happened with when democracy um, broke. Get with it, like, Matt. There was like genocide in Myanmar. Does anyone remember that part? Yeah. Anyway, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't... To even like really get into it with a musketeer, you'd have to be one yourself in the sense that like I'd have to know so much more like I know about as much as like the average person Same. does yeah, Elon sure. Musk, you know what no I mean that, yeah. so I don't even know like all I mean I also kind of wanted to ask her about like his relationship with Grimes and stuff but I was like <laughs> it's a whole wormhole um, uh, like his with, dating uh, with what? what is that Grimes. He was dating a musician Grimes for a while yeah. and they like went to Burning Man together and there's like all these weird stories from that and, and they like met on <laughs> Twitter I believe who yeah. fucking cares <laughs> 
I don't I'm know. Sure it's a musketeer cares. Hear, like, yeah, I, I want to hear a musketeer's opinion. Because yeah. also, like, so she's very polarizing as well or something. I don't know. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, I don't even know. Like, I only know the average amount about Elon Musk. <laughs> Here's what else, what else occurred to me do, reading up on him. Um, I think I know part of the reason why his story is so compelling. Yes, he's taking us to Mars and he's saving the planet. Cool, cool, cool. But he had a very challenging life, or at least that's the narrative maybe that we... Uh, are given or are, it is handed down to us. Uh, he he was kind of like this boy genius, but also was very bullied and also like almost died of malaria, failed many times as an entrepreneur, as most entrepreneurs do. Yes. Um, so he he kind of was this underdog who is now like, and now I, I, I was so downtrodden and now I'm here and now I'm one of the most powerful figures on the planet and I'm saving the world and taking us to Mars. I've, I'm the winner of the 21st century so far. Like, I get the story. I understand why people yeah. are obsessed with him. Cool. Great. Well, there you go. <laughs> Matt gets it. <laughs> Am I a musketeer? You might be a musketeer uh, at this might point. Be. I didn't know the malaria story. He yeah, I didn't know about that malaria? at all. What? Yeah, he's from Johannesburg. Uh, no, excuse me. He's from South Africa, and then he was vacationing in Johannesburg, I believe, and contracted one of the most deadly forms of malaria and almost died, and then somehow survived, and then said, uh, the lore here, I suppose, is like, I'm going to change. I, I, gave, I got a second chance. I'm going to change this world for the better, or some shit. Like, I'm sure that's... There's some spin in that, but like it's 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 inspiring. When I get it. do you think the biopic is going to come out? Will he still be alive? And how Ooh, many biopics have, has Steve Jobs had already? I think it's like three. Has it been three? I, I only know of the I one. Don't know. No, there's at least two. I feel like Johnny Depp is going to play him. I could see that. I could see that. Fringy, good looking. Yeah. And Johnny Depp's a great actor. I mean, I, I mean, would watch yeah. him do anything. If you agree, you can tweet at us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but... I would like you all to tweet at me and let me know what you think. So at June Bugger, you can email Gold. us. Yeah, at, you can email us at 2g1podcast at gmail.com. You can call us and leave us a voicemail. Uh, we love to get those and hear your voices. We might play it on the podcast. So uh, that number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6 And finally, you can come into our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2g1p. Uh, you can be anonymous. You can come in and give yourself whatever name you want and interact with us. Uh, chat style talking about uh, people we would like to see on the show questions you have for upcoming guests that we're having or just hang out people are talking about all sorts of things there Ali if they want to make a little contribution what do they do you can go to patreon.com slash 2g1p please do and at a pretty small level if you donate you will then get a shout out on air that's right all right folks we'll see you next week thanks for joining us Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula and is permanently set to insane mode. I mean, produced by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Help offset our production costs by visiting patreon.com slash 2G1P today. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. They are my sons.